Welcome back to another episode of Break Out of the Matrix Boom the Podcast. This week I am joined by my friend Dasha, who is also a registered dietitian, a five times published nutrition researcher, and a two times award winning bikini athlete. She graduated from the top nutrition program in the country at Tufts University Friedman School, and her research and her coaching focuses on optimizing metabolic and digestive health through nutrition and exercise. And as you guys can see from this in- intro, she is just so smart. She is such an expert in her field. And I learned so much about gut health, overall health in general, and even just some of the stories she shares about past clients and is just so powerful. And what I really found to be the most powerful part of this conversation is that she starts it off by really sharing how powerful the mind is in our physical health and more specifically our gut health. So you guys are really going to enjoy this episode and I would love to hear from you. So if you haven't already, make sure you leave a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or if you're on Spotify, you could just leave a star rating and send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know how you guys are feeling about the guest episodes. I know it's something newer I'm doing and I'm honestly really enjoying having these conversations. So I would absolutely absolutely love to hear from you hear your feedback and that really helps make me a better interviewer this is definitely something new for me and I just feel each time that I interview someone I'm growing and I'm expanding so your feedback would mean the world to me so without further ado let's get into the episode welcome to the show Dasha I am so excited that you are here how are you doing today good thanks so much for having me I'm excited to be here Of course, and I'm so excited to talk about all the things, gut health and really everything because I really look at you as such an expert in your field and I know that so many people are going to get so much value from this podcast, so just want you to know I'm super excited that you're here. Aw, thank you. I appreciate it. How would you define gut health for someone who's first hearing this term? Yeah, so gut health is really unclear to be honest um gut health is really a reflection of how diverse your gut microbiome is so we actually don't have a good understanding or any sort of solid definition of what is good gut health Um, the most we really know is that uh, diversity seems to be a good thing specifically alpha diversity within the gut and that we, we've defined what an unhealthy gut looks like, right? We've defined that an unhealthy gut looks more like there is an imbalance of good and bad gut flora, um, pointing more towards that bad gut flora where there is more pathogenesis, which means that they are kind of acting to elicit more of an inflammatory reaction within the body, um, causing more immune dysfunction, um, perhaps lowering your mucosal lining um, and allowing for pathogens or food to pass through our um, tight junctions, which are kind of what you hear when you when you hear of um, leaky gut. Um, it's essentially just your GI lining just opening up and allowing for anything really that food that we eat. Um, pathogens, etc., to leak into our bloodstream and then elicit a, an inflammatory response. So, 
Um, this is also kind of a caveat, but this is why food sensitivity tests are inaccurate and they are a waste of money, um, is because when we have dysbiosis or an imbalance of gut, good and bad gut flora, um, our intestinal permeability increases, which means that, that those food particles that we're eating will elicit a, and trigger an inflammatory response. So most of the times when you get food sensitivity tests, it'll come back with a lot of the foods that you're already eating, and that's exactly why. It's, it's not that you're actually allergic to these foods. It's just showing you that, yeah, they're passing through your um, intestinal barrier, and they're eliciting an inflammatory response in the body. Wow. That was so juicy, and that was a lot. And I think it's really awesome to bring an expert like you onto the show because there are so many things where I'm like, what's that? What's that? So I know that a lot of people listening are probably thinking that, but the reason why I really wanted to have you on was to learn more about these scientific things that we're not learned in school. I know me, I come from, my parents are immigrants, so these are not things that we talked about at home. It was like carbs and sugar and very processed diet. So I'm really excited to learn more. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, my parents are um, immigrants as well, first generation for us. The two of us. Woo. <laughs> so what would you say is the first step for somebody who wants to even figure out if they have gut health issues and just know more about their body and their gut? That's a great question. My first recommendation would be to, I, to use a food journal. Um, it's super easy. You can just Google like food journal for gut health symptoms. And essentially you're going to want to be tracking like what you had for breakfast, lunch, dinner, the environment that you were in, your stress levels, the amount of water you drank that day, um, and then the symptoms that you had at every single meal and perhaps even the time. And by doing that, you kind of have after a week or two, you have a reflection of like, oh, I was really stressed out this day and I had a ton of GI issues. Um, or I was at work and I had a ton of GI issues. I've had people who meal prep the exact same meal and she'll be like, Dasha, when I work from home, I take out the same exact Tupperware and I digest it fine. I will go into the office and take the same exact Tupperware and I will have issues. And I'm like, well, this is a great reflection of how stressed you are in your work environment. Perhaps you're standing, perhaps there's a lot of environmental stress that's going on. Um, and that for those people, I would, you could then say, okay, well, maybe doing something like breathing exercises before you sit down, making sure that you're taking your time to chew your food properly when you are at work, making sure that you're putting your fork down in between bites to allow, to kind of pause and allow yourself that time to chew the food. I know myself, like when I'm work at work and distracted, like I am more tempted to eat like a T-Rex, I say. So I just like put it in my mouth and swallow it whole, which is a lot of digestive burden for your gut when that does happen. Um, so food journaling is one of my major tips that I would say. Um, but also just, can I like recognize, I feel like I had a like blasphemy moment the other week when I was like, why do all females have digestive issues and males are like, no, I don't have any gut issues. And yet like males are the ones burping after every meal. Males are the ones who are like, they're like, oh dude, I'm so full, <laughs> you know? It's, it's like, I feel like girls, we have this oversensitivity where it's like, we're like, oh, like I have all these gut issues. When in reality, like it's pretty normal to have bloat after a really big meal. It's pretty normal to have 
burping a couple times here and there. Like, I feel like guys tend to normalize it and girls think that they cannot have these actions that happen, even though it's a totally normal part of digestion to burp. It's totally normal part of digestion to be a little bit bloated. It's when it happens every single day and you're in pain and it is like distension versus bloat, which is more like that, like balloon kind of. And if you look on my page at Dasha Fitness, you'll see some of these like transformations where it's just like, oh my gosh, night and day. How does this person like survive? <laughs> and so those are the people who I immediately am like, okay, there's something deeper that we need to identify that gut health with versus just like, oh, I'm full and I'm a little bit bloated as a result, or I'm having my period, so I'm a little bit bloated. I love that. And I think it's so important to bring awareness to that topic because I have a lot of friends or even in the past, like have just had a lot of friends that are like, I have the worst stomach issues. I have the worst this. And everyone here knows that I'm so big that it's like you create your own reality with like the words that you say. And it's like, I get stomach aches. I right have that bloat exactly what you were just saying. But there definitely is a level where I think people are always trying to look for something wrong. Totally. I can't agree with that more. And you're never going to get better if you are stuck in that victim mentality where it's like, I'm sick. It's like, are you actually sick or do you want to be sick? Yeah, that's so important. I think we need to bring more awareness to that because of course, right, there are more serious things and we definitely understand that and we're open-minded to people who are really struggling. But at the same time, there's been so many physical changes I've changed in my life just from changing my mindset because I'm sure even with your clients, right, how you were, I thought that story was fascinating where you said the woman at work and the woman working from home, same person, has a different result. And it just goes to show that like you are what you think and you are who you surround yourself with. And it's so important. I think that example is so perfect for that. I love it. So what would you say to someone who maybe feels like I always have stomach issues? How do you know if it's a problem or you just ate too much during a meal? So I like to ask the following questions. One is how frequently does your bloat occur? The second is, do you feel nauseous at any point throughout the week? And if so, how frequently is that nausea? Um, do you feel pain throughout the week at any point in your stomach? Is it a dull pain? Is it a sharp pain? Where is the pain located? Um, and that's because also a tangent and a little fun fact, a lot of times or sometimes um, your, G your pain in your stomach might not be from your actual gut health, right? I mean, there's so many other organs that are associated with that. I've seen people with endometriosis have a severe bloat or PCOS have severe bloat um, and someone with a cyst have severe bloat. Um, and then there's also hernias or um, gallbladder or pancreas. Like there's so many other organs there. So if you are in pain, that's when you know that you need to get a little bit further and dig deeper and work with a professional. I love that. And if somebody was to start working with you, right, you would go through the food journal, you would ask them the questions. What does working with you look like? What do you do with your clients? 
Yeah, so typically what we do is we have a um, multi-phase program. Um, first, we want to, f so when you first come on board, like I will look through and review all of your blood work. If you need to order any other testing, I'm here to order them, but I don't work like the typical functional provider. Like I'm here to save you as much money and cut the BS as much as possible. A lot of functional doctors that I've seen, they will order every test under the sun. They will then diagnose you with like all these things that you just never even knew existed, right? You're like, I have heavy metal toxicity. I have mold in my body. Like what? Like I came to you because I had a stomach ache, right? And so I feel like sometimes functional doctors overdo the testing and they overdo the supplements. And as a result, you kind of come in with a stomach ache and you leave feeling like you spent thousands of dollars, are on thousands of medications, and now feel even more broken than when you even came there in the first place. So my goal in the very beginning is to make sure you understand what is happening in your body. And I wanna paint the picture for you. I wanna show you why this lab marker is low and what other organ is involved that's causing that to drive that to happen so that you understand your body's photograph. You know what's happening internally in your system and I can explain to you how we can get better. And usually it looks like this. It looks like we're immediately lowering inflammation. So we take about two weeks to start with an elimination diet that I created that's proprietary. Um, it is not an elimination. I mean, you can have rice, you can have potatoes, you can have all the things, but it's very strategic in, in I've laid it all out in green, yellow, red foods. It's very strategic to be low FODMAP and low histamine and AIP and paleo and all these things into one diet, but every single category of the foods that you are eating is pushing your body with specific micronutrients that are going to lower inflammation. Um, so we're really focusing on dark leafy greens, on antioxidant rich foods, on colorful veggies, on sulfur rich veggies, making sure we're getting enough calcium in the diet. So I really take a nutrition lifestyle dietary approach to healing um, my clients. Um, so we really work on lowering inflammation the first couple weeks. And then if necessary, we will kill off any sort of bad gut bugs with antimicrobials, antiparasites, antifungals, anything that presents as a potential problem for them um, during that next phase. And then we, of course, because when you do do antimicrobials, they act just like antibiotics, okay? Some, a lot of people, they're like, oh, antimicrobials, it's natural, it's better, and perhaps that's true. Um, however, they still kill off the bad gut bugs and the good gut bugs. So we're wiping you clean and your immune system clean regardless. So it's not a pretty state to be in long term. So we want to do it as quickly and effectively as possible. Um, so we remove all the bugs in general, really, from the, from, from the gut. And then we really work on those polyphenols, the prebiotics, which is the fiber-rich foods. And we focus on the good gut flora and the probiotic-rich foods to really inoculate the gut and restore that good gut health so that the mucosal lining can, can come back and really thrive, so that the tight junctions can come back together and you no longer have that leaky gut. Um, so that your strength in your GI is so much stronger. At that point, your hormones will start to re-regulate. So when you're in the state of inflammation and gut dysfunction, your hormones will go haywire. 
a lot of people, post-birth control, um, estrogen dominance, losing their period, having really heavy menstrual periods, any irregularity in your hormones, you gotta check the gut. You have to start at the gut. So a lot of times we have to start with the gut regardless. Then we heal that, we move to the hormones, and at that point, I have clients getting pregnant. They're eating gluten and dairy, again, normally in their diet with no GI issues. They're able to eat a lot of these quote-unquote inflammatory foods that were previously triggering them, previously causing them inflammation. They can now restore that food freedom and live life to their fullest again. Wow, that is so powerful. And when you say that people can go back to eating gluten and dairy, is that for celiacs too? Or no, it's more just people who, I forget the difference, one's like intolerance, one's something else. Tell us yeah, more about so, that. So celiac disease is an actual autoimmune issue. So you cannot any time in your life consume gluten again. When I say reintroduce gluten, I mean for all those girls that are like, gluten causes me to bloat or dairy causes me to bloat. It's like most of my clients, honestly, once they heal their gut, they're able to reintroduce these foods again and they don't have to be that one at the table that's like mm. raising their hand. I love that. That's such an important point because one of my best friends is a celiac and we were just in Paris and there was just like so many things where she was like, is this have flour, right? Just an example, like the French fries. We're like, mm -hmm. does this have flour in it? They're like, what? Why would we put flour in our French fries? And we're like, oh my God, like come to the US because it's just so simple there. She was able to eat a lot of the things because they were naturally gluten-free. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very, very, I will say I have celiac disease myself. It is very difficult, um, mainly because they will use the fryers for the French fries, the same um, fryer that they will use for things that do contain gluten. So most likely in Europe, a lot of times mm -hmm. if they do do a fryer, they'll just like clean out the oils or they'll clean out, they'll have a separate system or they just won't be frying anything with flour in there. But it definitely depends on where you go because if you're in Spain, for example, they have so many tapas that are just like filled with flour. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, she kept being like, because we would look at the menu and she was like, oh, there's nothing with flour that would be like fried on the menu. So it just made sense. But she did ask, yeah. you know, is it a separate fryer? But good, good. We're going on a tangent. But anyways, I I definitely love what you're saying. And I think it's like, you know, I used to have a lot of stomach issues when I was younger, like middle school, high school. But I also like used to just eat so much junk. Like mm -hmm. it was only really until later high school, college that I started understanding about like whole foods and eating from the earth and all that stuff. So my question for you that I think will pique an interest of a lot of people is I used to, you know, be the per, I'm still like all non-toxic. I try to buy everything organic, even my beauty products, my skincare products, all natural. And I think I used to have this like almost thing where I was like, meat is bad and this is bad. And I would kind of just eat it in um, small doses. And then when I got off birth control and I started learning more about getting off the pill, all of these books and stuff I was reading was like, no, you need red meat. I've always had low iron. So like you need red meat. So I kind of stopped looking at meat and dairy and all these things as like 
culprits and rather like if you're getting them from the right sources they're good for you so what are your thoughts around the things that maybe a lot of people are saying is so bad for you but is what people have been eating for ages yeah i completely agree um we are so quick to demonize food in this world um i always say like i think the there's really no food that i would say don't consume Here's how I'll put it. Will a pound of broccoli, if you eat it in one sitting, cause digestive distress? Absolutely. Will a pound of meat cause you digestive distress if you eat it all in one sitting? Absolutely. Now, if we were to build a balanced plate with a little bit of red meat and a little bit of broccoli and a little bit of rice or potatoes, that's when we're eating in moderation and we're eating in balance, right? That is why it's healthy. The more diversity that we can have in the diet, the better. Um, so restrictive diets are really never the answer and almost from my experience always lead to more gut health issues um, and especially mental health issues, which are so hand in hand related with gut health as well. Wow, so you really feel like I know that a lot, I hear a lot and like supportive people that I follow in the space that I, I agree with because of course there's a lot of noise, but do you also agree that things shouldn't be labeled as good or bad? Agreed. Absolutely. Awesome. And I know that we've talked a lot about functional medicine and this is just kind of a journey that I'm on myself. I just got off hormonal birth control this year and it's been absolutely life-changing for me. So what would you say for someone who is seeking help outside of traditional medicine and looking for a more holistic approach? One of the biggest things I recommend is find someone who you trust, who will not steal your money, who your friends have used perhaps, who will not require all these excess testing. Like, I can't tell you how many functional providers I've called on the phone and been like, hey, I have like all my blood work, I have a Dutch test done, I have a GI map done, I have all of this done, I just got them done in the past month, I'm ready to sit with a doctor and review them. And they will say, Sorry, the doctor requires our first visit to be taking all of your blood work. And I said, look, I, I just told you, I have them all done. They were done within the past four weeks. And she said, no, we're going to have to repeat all of them based off of our testing. And I was like, then you're not listening to me. And if you can't listen to me immediately on this conversation, then I'm not a good fit for you because I want to be heard as a human being. I want to be heard about my symptoms and I don't want you to treat a test. I want you to treat me who I am when I come in. So find a provider that will listen to you. Find a provider who will treat you and will not treat your tests. Doctors in Western medicine treat tests. They treat tests and they prescribe your pill based off of the test that comes back if it's high or low, right? You want someone who will paint that picture for you, who will explain, look, this is normal on your normal blood work, but your symptoms are this. And this is why, is because this is a little low, actually. So they really take into consideration the symptoms that you're feeling and you're expressing to them. Um, that would be, those would be my main tips, I think. I, I, I feel like I'm missing something, but... Oh, and then practitioner hopping is another one. So make sure that you don't jump from, like, when you commit to this, commit fully for coaching. Like, 
Don't get a consult call with one client, with one practitioner to review your labs and then go to another practitioner to review your labs in another perspective and then go to another person to review their perspective because now you've got three treatment plans that are probably completely different based off of how they practice and you are scared, confused, and have three different protocols to choose from and you're back to where you started. So choose one person that you really connect with and go all in with them. Wow. Yeah. I think that's so good. Cause I think it's like, we're constantly look looking to be proven. Right. So I'll always say like, if you're looking for something, you'll find it. Right. Like when I'm buying something on Amazon, I'm reading a million freaking reviews. My boyfriend's like, if you're looking for the answer you want, you're going to find it. I love that. And I would love to hear and for you to share more about your story with building core perform. What is core perform? Tell everyone how you've really taken your mission to helping people just one step further. Absolutely. So when I was helping my clients, because a lot of them stay active, they like to work out, a lot of them are coming to me and they're like, Dasha, I can't drink protein powder right now. Like way upsets my stomach. Clearly it's not on the elimination diet right now. We're trying to do no supplement kind of variations. Um, I can't digest things properly, but I need something that's easy to digest that I can use on the go. And so I was like, I got you, right? The problem with plant-based protein right now on the market is they're filled with heavy metals. So plants actually hyper accumulate and store heavy metals in their leaves. It's a natural defense mechanism against herbivores, against carnivores, um, to protect themselves. And this is true for any of the plants that we eat and all the food in the grocery store, all the healthy foods, lettuce, apples, etc. If you dry them up and you compound them into greens powders, which is why I don't recommend greens powders, if you dry them all up and condense them, it's a lot of heavy metals. Um, and so plant protein is the same exact thing. So it's, I can't recommend plant protein to my clients. I can't recommend whey because it gives them digestive issues. And then plant proteins also are low quality proteins. So you actually have to consume twice, one and a half to two times as much in order to stimulate your muscle protein synthesis. So they're pretty ineffective and poor quality. Um, you have to combine them, etc. So what I did was I took the research that I knew from Tufts and from getting my, my background heavy in nutrition research. So I took that knowledge and I brought it to life. So I optimize the amino acid profile so that one scoop of Corporform protein has 25 grams of protein in it, two grams of carbs in it, and allows this one-for-one -one swap of whey to plant protein. It has no artificial sweeteners, no gums, no junk. Like It is just the plant proteins. We use a stevia monk blend, and then we use something called cognac root, which has been known to help lower cholesterol. It's used as like a natural binder almost. Um, so it's some, it kind of has this gelling effect, kind of like chia or flaxseed have. And so that allows for the mixability. Mm -hmm. So it's smooth, it's creamy, it mixes well. Um, I make pancakes with it every day, but that's kind of how I transition to having this other leg of the company where now I'm a dietitian, we have other dietitians on our team helping so many people with gut issues, and now we're able to provide our clients with a solution as well. I love that. And I think that's the dream, right? Like even with what I do in my work, it's like there's so many things where I'm like, if people just did this or people just knew this, and then it's like I have ideas, like I want to make a product, but it's super inspiring to see you 
work as a coach, right? Coach, a gut health expert, dietitian, see a gap in the marketplace, see a place where you're like, I don't know what to offer my clients. And you're like that TikTok, like, I'm going to just do it myself. Like, I love that. And I think that's super inspiring. And I think that's very inspiring for a lot of the people listening because a lot of people in my community are always like, I want to start my own business or I want to start my own thing. And this is a beautiful story of turning your passion and maybe a little bit of pain, right, with the gap in the marketplace to into purpose. And now look how many people you're helping. Totally. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's definitely a growing pain. I will say it's not easy. I think service-based is like the easy way to go. Um, product is a lot more difficult and I wish I had a business partner to help me with it just because I'm so involved in the service aspect. I want to make sure my guys are my everything. Um, but yeah, growing pains. I love that. And honestly, like you said, I know it's probably like super difficult. I've tried the protein, everyone. I love it. I got the Rice crispy one. What new flavors do you have out now? So we have maple banana bread and we have Rice Krispie. Um, I'm working on a third one, which will probably be for Q1 of next year. Um, so be on the lookout for that one. But Rice Krispie is so good cold. Maple banana is what I use for like low carb baking kind of thing where you can get like high protein banana bread. We do high protein pancakes in the morning. Um, we have so many recipes on the website, um, not only for the protein, but also just gut friendly recipes as well. So if you guys ever want to check those out, it's just at coreperform.com. Oh my God, that is huge and so exciting. I know like I already have so much left of the rice crispy but you talking about the banana bread right or maple banana maple banana bread i'm like i want that for pancakes slash i want your pancake recipe yeah oh my gosh we have so many not only protein recipes but also like gut friendly recipes that are core perform approved based off of our like proprietary protocol we have a bunch of them on our website you guys are free to check it out um, it's just coreperform.com. So core, C-O-R-E, perform, P-E-R-F-O-R-M.com. Amazing. And Dasha, what are some final things you'd like to share with the audience? Some things that you would like people to know that you think if they're maybe struggling on their gut health journey, that what is like your best piece of advice for them? My best piece of advice is to empower your gut. Knowledge is power um, and uh, paralysis by over-analysis is also a thing. <laughs> so learn how to relax, which is so, so difficult. It's much easier said than done, but giving the reins to someone else and just kind of releasing yourself, allowing yourself to heal. Those are the biggest, biggest things like educate yourself or find someone who will educate you like myself. Like we get on gut health calls with my clients every single week. Like they have so much educational material. It's just crazy insane. Um, I pull up slides all the time in our gut health calls. Like once you understand what's going on inside your body, it's not as scary at all to see what's, what you're going through. I love that. Dasha, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. And I can't wait for more continued collaborations. 
Dasha, where can everybody find you? I'm going to leave it in the show notes, but whatever you want to share now will also be amazing. For sure. So you guys can find um, anything about like free recipes, blog posts about greens powders and the best type of protein for your gut health and like hormones. You can find so many things on our website, um, coreperform.com. Um, if you want to reach out to me specifically, feel free to shoot me a DM at Dasha Fitness. It's me and Jordan behind the scenes checking those so you'll get in touch with me personally. Um, and then you can always just email me as well. It's coreperformnutrition at gmail.com. So looking forward to having you guys and having you guys in our community. We have a free Facebook group if you guys want to join that where we post recipes every week and um, go answer questions live, like case studies, if you have any specific personal questions of what you're going through. So we're here to help. We want to provide you with all the free resources. So just holler at us and we'll point you in the right direction. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this because it was so juicy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me.